Welcome to the Upbeat Podcast, powered by CoachArt, a show that's dedicated to providing resources for families impacted by childhood chronic illness. For articles, videos, and show notes, visit our platform at theupbeat.coachart.org. Hello, everybody. This is Greg with CoachArt. I'm here uh, today with the Upbeat Podcast and our fantastic co-host, Hi, I'm Roxanne. I'm the marketing director of CoachArt and also a parent of a child with cancer. And uh, the Upbeat podcast uh, is brought to you by CoachArt, a nonprofit organization that does free arts and athletics for any child impacted by any chronic illness, uh, currently serving L.A., the Bay Area, and San Diego. Uh, Our guest today is actually a parent who's in the CoachArt program but is going to share some advice on really wide-ranging topics that go beyond just the the experience uh, that uh, he has had with Coach Art, but really kind of reflecting on the entire experience of, of being diagnosed and advi- advice that he has for other parents. Um, our guest is Brandon. He is the father of Aiden, who is a 10-year-old, who is a very energetic boy that uh, he said used to love basketball before his diagnosis with juvenile dermatomyositis. Brandon, welcome. And first question, did I pronounce the diagnosis correctly or can you correct me? No, you got it good. It's uh, juvenile dermatomyositis and uh, JDM might be a little bit easier. JDM Um, from here on out. Uh, That was actually one of the first questions that I had for you is, you know, the experience has got to be different being diagnosed, having your child diagnosed with something that's really rare like that. Do you find yourself having to educate people a lot about the diagnosis, explain to them how to pronounce it like you just did uh, with me? Or, you know, what, is, what do you think uh, the experience is like with, with something that is particularly rare? Honestly, I think instead of trying to educate others, trying to educate myself and my family, you're limited on the information on more rare diseases because there's less studies, there's less, I guess, just cases in general. So the information on it is scarce and hard to get, but it is well, out there, and there are other people who have gone through pretty much every much pretty much any disease out there. And and we've researched a little bit, but tell us uh, more about uh, the condition itself. Uh, an autoimmune autoimmune disorder obviously causes skin rash, muscle inflammations. Tell us a little bit about how it's affected Aiden. Well, um, yeah, it is an autoimmune disease. It makes your immune system attack basically your, your muscles and your skin, and you get things like weakness and fatigue and, and all kinds of other things that come with that. For Aiden, I think that we're lucky compared to some other cases. I don't know that you always should compare to other cases, but you need to get some sort of baseline. We were diagnosed very early. Some kids take a year or two to get a diagnosis. Uh, he was diagnosed within, within the first uh, month of having any symptoms. And what were some of the symptoms? What what made you first uh, concerned? He was complaining about kind of weakness and just fatigue. Like he hadn't taken a nap in a few years and expressed that he wanted to take a nap. You know, some of the things were kind of attributed to growing pains or fatigue from a growth spurt. But after a few days of it, and uh, he started to get a rash on his face as well. And, and the, the level of fatigue was different than than just going through a growth spurt. So we started contacting a pediatrician, and this is where the rare thing, uh, they don't really know what to do with a pediatrician. They can kind of think 
They've seen a rash like this before uh, with lupus. They've seen fatigue like this with a whole bunch of other things. And so they kind of will rule out or, or go in a direction of something. But with the blood test, everything would come up negative. They just hadn't seen, I guess, muscle enzymes and organ enzymes look like this uh, with any other case in the pediatrician. Uh, after that, we had gone to the emergency room. And at the Children's Hospital in Los Angeles, they've had a few cases with this disease before. So uh, from the triage nurse to getting back in the room, it was almost immediate. Uh, and then they had specialists. They had uh, the rheumatology team in there within a half an hour, hour. And, and they were really, they had a good idea of what they were looking at. They just needed to confirm with a few tests. I say that we're lucky because that Children's Hospital is here. That rheumatology team that has dealt with other children is here. Um, and I read about all the time other places in the country, uh, children going a year or more without being diagnosed, doing all kinds of really invasive testing to come up with negative results, and they deteriorate more and more until they can find out how to treat it. And uh, how did both you and your wife react? Did you have sort of similar styles of reacting to this, or uh, do you think you had different styles, and, and if so, why? I would say completely different. Um, and I think it probably comes from how we were raised a little bit and then how we've lived as adults uh, since we were raised. And my wife has had a lot more family involvement, a lot more teamwork in helping her get through her childhood and early adulthood to where I kind of took the nomadic route. I've dealt with a lot more adversity than her. So when we were faced with this, which I think is normal, her first reaction was kind of denial. Uh, maybe get a second opinion, maybe, you know, look at different angles and, and just not accepting that, that this is our new reality. Uh, myself, I try to look at the whole situation and if I can't control it, I'm not going to try and fight it. I'm just going to do my best to get through it. So we, hers was more of a high stress uh, after the denial Mine was still kind of more laid back, just trying to take in as much information as I could and, and help my son get through this. So we kind of have met somewhere in the middle, to be honest. My stress level has gone up, and she has become a little more laid back. Oh, wow. But, yeah, we, we definitely approach it from, from different angles, but, but we just try to get through it and, and move forward, do, do whatever's best for our son. And how has Aiden through this whole process? has blown me away with uh, just mental and emotional strength. That's amazing. Throughout this whole experience, he's just sat in whatever chair anybody's told him to and let them stick whatever needles or, or use whatever machines they use. And uh, he just, he's got this understanding that this is what I have to do to get better. This is what I have to do to manage and maintain what I've got. And you talked a, a little bit about how you and your wife approach approach it. What about any other family members? Do they talk to Aiden about the diagnosis in the same way that you do, or have you noticed differences in how different family members address it? Well, um, one thing that we didn't touch on about JDM is there's no known cure for it right now. Hopefully someday there will be, but as of now, it's an incurable disease. This is something he'll have the rest of his life. I like to be as honest with him as possible and he does have this understanding uh, that this is lifelong. However, uh, we'll go to my grandma's house, and grandparents always want to give the candy. They always want to mm -hmm. take them to the movies, do the fun stuff, and let the parents be the parents, which is good. But, yeah, sometimes my grandma will try to say, you never know, it, it could be temporary. It could be this. They could, you know, and try to lift them up in that way. But 
I don't necessarily think that's healthy when faced with a different reality, I guess. So uh, some people will try to put that cherry on top and, and make it lighter, but as uh, strong as he is, he truly understands what, what he's up against and, and what he's dealing with. Yeah, that's amazing. What about um, friends? Have you seen changes in the way friends are, or, you know, that's right at that age where I think, uh, you know, boys are starting to think about girls and, and things like that. Have Has that affected, um, uh, has the diagnosis affected his day-to-day experience in, in that way? It has. This last school year, he he missed a very large portion of it, either being overnight at the hospital or just unable to go to school. So he kind of lost some of the companionship just from seeing them every day. But then when he came back to school with all the medications he takes, he had gained a lot of weight. His skin looks a lot different. Uh, it's a completely different appearance. So he's always kind of had a different girlfriend every year, but he's always had a girlfriend, even at these young little ages. And this year, you know, he's, he's shy to approach a girl. Now some of them are still dropping off gifts and that sort of thing. And, oh, that's cute. You know, it doesn't seem like, uh, other than from a self-conscious standpoint, it's affected him, but he, he does know what he looks like in the mirror. It is a lot different than, than he used to look. The other thing as far as friendship, his friends still go do the same activities. They invite him every time. They've been great. Uh, he really has a great group of friends and, and their parents as well, but he just can't go do a lot of the things that he's invited to do. So uh, I don't know that he gets the feeling that he's left out, but he definitely doesn't have the same experiences uh, that he's used to having with his friends. Yeah. Um, and you talked you know, about I, how you talked about how tough but, he is uh, regarding the sort of physical elements about, you know, the, the treatments that he has to go through and being sitting in any chair and, and being stuck with any needle. How does he react to some of the more social and emotional aspects of it? Does he have that same toughness to it? Does it affect him in a different way? What, what do you see? He does have that same strength. However, that's the part that does affect him. And it's not continuously affecting him. Uh, I try to talk to him as much as we can about how he's feeling. But uh, a few weeks ago, he did finally break down a little bit and just kind of vocally say, I I wish we could go back to how it was before. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was a situation where his sister had gotten to go do something uh, at a water park where with his condition, he can't be in the sun uh, for any long duration of time, definitely can't go to a water park. And so it was the first kind of real sting I guess uh, the feeling of being left out that that he felt, and, and he did let it. He did let it show. And that's one of the things that we try to focus on with the upbeat is you know beyond the physical elements, beyond the treatments, you know beyond what tests are being done out there. How do you deal with that when your child can't go to something that they used to be able to go to? Um, with that kind of first breakdown. Did you sort of think about your uh, how to deal with that in the future? What, as somebody who's going through this right now for the first time, what sort of advice do you think you have for for parents who are facing those exact challenges with child with children with other diagnoses? I would say just try to really listen to what your children are saying, regardless of their age. They're years beyond other kids their age as far as maturity, just because of the extra things that they go through. Um, Just really listen to what they're talking about when they are venting and say what comes to your mind. Be as emotional as they are. Uh, I don't mean fall apart, but I mean let them know what you are actually feeling too, and I think that that will help them get through it. At least that's what I feel like helping him get through it. That's great. 
Um, you know, we we try not to focus too much on the coach art activities. We love how how involved your kids have been with coach art, arts, and sports. But in the social social and emotional part, can you talk at all about just having them be around other kids who have other diagnoses? If if you've seen um, any impact that that has had, that part has been great um, for my son. Seeing other children, older, younger, and the same age going through something. Nobody's going through exactly what he's going through, but we don't see a lot of kids that are going through the exact same thing, and I think that's really good. It lets them see and kind of weigh on their own the pros and cons of, of what they're dealing with, and just it lets them see other children smile and other children be involved in, in just joy, even though they're adversity. And I think it gives them that camaraderie and companionship that they're missing because they're, like I mentioned, my son's friends will still do an activity that he'll stay home for. Well, he's going a coach art to do any kind of activity that they all can, can do together, and it's been great. That's fantastic. Uh, we've spent so much of the time talking about Aiden and his diagnosis, and that's so frequently the case in families where the child who who does have the diagnosis gets so much of the family's and the outside world's attention. How has this affected Melody, your daughter, and, and what uh, advice have you noticed for um, the sibling who doesn't have the diagnosis? I don't know how it is exactly for an older sibling to have the younger sibling with the chronic illness. My daughter is younger, and so she would always look up to her older sibling. Um, She's had a few instances where, I mean, he's still that hero for her, but he hasn't been able to do those things that she can't do. I think that was a little bit of an adjustment to get used to, but at least at the beginning, she really did enjoy helping him to do the things he can't do. I, I know that she... I felt left out. She is definitely not the center of attention anymore. We try not to exclude her from anything, but often she does just have to sit and wait, sit and watch, just be on the sidelines. So that has affected her. And that's another thing these group activities with Coach Art have been great for, is she gets to meet other siblings that mm, have uh, mm-hmm. chronically ill uh, siblings as well. And they kind of they communicate their feelings to each other. Nobody really understands what they're going through except each other or or not as well she's seen a counselor pretty consistently once a week throughout this and then that's been very beneficial but i think really meeting other children that share her responsibilities uh, has been more beneficial absolutely i just wanted to ask one last question brandon have there been any other organizations that you've been involved with there is one uh not like coach art there's Cure JDM, which is just uh, the foundation for his disease in general. And that's the place where we've gotten most of our information about this disease that hasn't come directly from doctors. Uh, And it's also a place where we've been able to meet other parents and kind of compare doctor statements and and medication regimens and progress levels. It's just kind of a nice community resource uh, for this very small community. And how about Children's Hospital Los Angeles? Um, how have they been through this whole process? You know, for the most part, great. I think every parent who's going in there for the first time is, is facing something they never expected to and can be very overwhelming. They really are great at comforting that, uh, really taking care of the family as much as the kids. Nice. That's great. Always great to hear. 
Um, well, Brandon, thank you so much for for sharing your experience. And one of the, you know, you talked about how beneficial it's been for both Aiden and Melody to meet other kids who are going through that experience. I just wanted to use that opportunity to to get the word out about the new um, Facebook group that accompanies this uh, podcast and and blog, uh, the Upbeat um, uh, on Facebook, uh, powered by Coach Art. It's a Coach Art group for parents, any parent going through any uh, with, of a child with any diagnosis to share social and emotional tips, questions, back and forth. So we would invite you to join the group. We hope to see you there and anybody listening uh, who's in a similar situation to join as well and have that be a space um, that hopefully you find similar reward uh, that, that Aiden and Melody have found uh, through participating in Coach Arts programs. Definitely, definitely. I'll check it out and look into it. Well, thank you again so much, and uh, have a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks for having me. You can find more content like this at theupbeat.coachart.org, where we have blog posts, podcasts, and YouTube clips, as well as a Facebook group that you can join and share your own helpful advice with other families who are dealing with social and emotional questions about kids going through chronic illness. So we hope to see you there. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you.